from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. This text in the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old in terms of whether you've been somewhere, if you've flown through, driven through, whatever. Uh, this text is suggesting for it to count as you being there, you need to have a drink and a meal. That's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, at the airport then? Does that count? I guess so. By this criterion, right. yes. So if you're at Dallas-Fort Worth <laughs> and you grab a drink and have, have a, a beer sandwich, and some wings, you're good. You can say you've been you've to been Texas. There. You've likely heard neighboring states are raking in huge tax revenues from legal marijuana sales. That was my skull. I'm so wasted. <laughs> whether, whether you're buying or... Come on, Spicoli. Whether you're buying or selling, ABC's Daria Albinger looks at the impact on your personal income taxes in today's tax tip. The tax ramifications of joint income. I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. With more states legalizing marijuana for not just medicinal, but also recreational use, you may be wondering, or let's make that a friend of yours may be wondering, does the taxman want to bogart some of the green they made selling their green? ABC News contributor Caleb Silver, editor-in-chief at Investopedia, says it's not the feds you have to worry about, but... Cannabis sales are taxed by the state, and the, the rate of that taxation depends on the state and the quantity at which you are selling that cannabis. All kidding aside, taxes on marijuana apply only in states where cannabis is legal to sell and consume, and if you're buying from a dispensary... You're already paying taxes on that cannabis at that store. But once the IRS catches a whiff of all that tax money, That'll, that'll set the country ablaze. With today's tax tip, I'm Daria Albinger, ABC News. Tax tips are brought to you by the Neal Group. For less stress with the IRS, visit neilgroup.net, that's N-E-A-L group.net, for a free consultation. I love weed. It's smoke weed every second of every day. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The NBA playoffs are looming as the Bucks entered the night with only five games left to play. And after an embarrassing defeat to the Celtics on Thursday, Milwaukee was determined to respond. Carter slings it near side to Crowder to Giannis. Giannis right of the lane. Puts it on the floor. Goes to work. A head fake. Gets Reed into the air. Gets the contact and gets the shot to go with a foul. Oh, a savvy play. And a little panache for the Greek freak with another free throw on the way. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ as Giannis gets the and one there and would go on to score 30 more to finish with 33 as the Bucks go wire to wire to secure their 56 win of the season, defeating the Philadelphia 76ers by a final score of 117 to 104. The Bucks came out hot, scoring 41 points in the first quarter. And Coach Mike Boonhoser knows when his team and his offense gets rolling, look out, NBA. Yeah, you know, I think whenever the ball's moving, then, you know, I think good things happen for us. I thought Chris set a, you know, a good tone for us offensively, made. Made some shots, made some passes. Uh, you know, he seemed like he was in a good rhythm right from uh, right from the beginning. That always helps. Both Chris and Brooke Lopez were pretty good. Lopez dropped twenty one, and Cash Money Middleton added nineteen. And the Bucks, with the win, lower their magic number to three with only four games left to play. They are back at it on Tuesday 
as they get set to visit the Washington Wizards. That tip-off is set for 6 p.m. Over to the Diamond after losing on opening day and then winning 3-1 to on Saturday afternoon. The Brewers were looking for their first series win of the season, and with the score tied at 2 in the fourth inning, Garrett Mitchell got the party started. First pitch swinging. It's a line drive down the right field line. It's going to roll all the way to the wall. Anderson's around second. They're going to wave him around third. Mitchell on his way to third. Here's the throw to the plate. It will be cut off. And Garrett Mitchell with an RBI triple gives the Brewers a 3-2 lead. Jeff Levering on the call right here on WTMJ. As Mitchell with a stand-up triple there. It would only be the beginning of an offensive onslaught. Fast forward to the sixth inning with two on. Jesse Winker said, I want some fun on this too. Merriweather ready in his pitch. Swing and a line drive left center field. Headed towards the gap down. Two runs will score as Yelich streaks to third. Brewers advance their lead to 5-2. to two. The crew would go up 5-2 to two and add four more runs on their way to beating the Cubs by a final of 9-5, to five, securing their second victory in a row and their first series win of the early season after the game manager Craig Council credits his team putting the ball in play at the right time for a big offensive day at the plate. I mean, I thought that, you know, the conditions flipped to just kind of a neutral day. And, um, you know, we, we swung the bats well today. I thought we swung the bats very well. We put the ball in play a lot um, at the right times. And, and um, with, with the amount of traffic we had, that led to some good results. Next up for the Brewers is the home opener this afternoon. First pitch is set for 110. Of course, you can always tune into full coverage right here on WTMJ beginning at 1235. And finally, over to College Hoops as LSU takes down Iowa in the women's Final Four by a final score of 102-85 to to secure the program's first ever title and also the most points ever scored in a D1 women's final. The men's national championship is also set for tonight, San Diego State. And UConn tip-off is set for 8:20. This college basketball tournament update is brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Checking in live with WTMJ's Jason Smith at the ballpark next on Wisconsin's Morning News. We sit below the Marlboro Man, above the Rockville Wall. We do the wave all by ourselves. 6:23 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Brewers opening day. Parking lots open at about 10 o'clock this morning. Gates at 11 at American Family Field. One of the brightest prospects of the Brewers organization wasn't even expected to contend for an early season roster spot. We're two games in now to this guy's big league career, already having an impact. WTMJ's Greg Matzik. Sometimes in baseball, a prospect just forces his way onto the roster. Exhibit A, Brewers outfielder Joey Weimer. Left off the Brewers' initial regular season roster, Weimer was called up from Nashville after Luis Arias injured his hamstring in the season opener in Chicago. Yeah, so I found out, I think, around 2 o'clock. Uh, flight was at 4.50, so I had to go home, pack all my stuff, get there. And, uh, travel day was a bit of a nightmare yesterday. Travel to Chicago on Friday and right into Craig Council's lineup on Saturday. And on the first pitch he saw... First pitch swinging. It's a line drive down the right field line. That's a base hit for Weimer. The speedy Weimer turning first. He's headed for second. And how about a one-out double in your first big league at bat for Joey Weimer? The third-ranked prospect in the Brewers organization, the 24-year-old Weimer wasn't expected to contend for an early season roster spot. But here he is, having earned one. Weimer, just one component of a youth movement in Milwaukee, also featuring the likes of Garrett Mitchell and Bryce Terrain. 
And the Brewers 2-1 and one on this young season. Our Jason Smith is at the ballpark this morning where there's stuff happening already. Put away the snow plow and come on out! <laughs> <laughs> Jason, good morning. You've been on the field already. It looks beautiful inside there. Oh, it looks beautiful. I mean, it's breathtaking. It's, it looks like opening day. That's really what it looks like. So what's happening now, Jason? Is this when they do the dog and pony where they bring out the, the big wigs from the Brewers and all the media is there to chat with everybody? Oh, yes, definitely. And I, it feels good. So we got all of the media, obviously, here. Um, the Sausages came out. They're the bigger stars. They're the big stars today, actually, <laughs> the Sausages. <laughs> but, um, all the, yeah, all the VIPs are out here. All the big, all the Brewers, the big guys here are here ready to be interviewed. And I'm, I've been talking to a few of them. I talked to Josh Maurer. I'm a voice of the Brewers, and we had a great conversation. He said he made an interesting point and said that Brewers home opener should be a holiday. And that got me thinking. It got me thinking because I Not remember bad. Jason Wildy, where Jason Wildy said that his mom used to let him stay home for home openers. So, I mean, should hoping it open a day be considered a holiday? <laughs> I, I thought you you talked with Maurer, and I, I want to play this here because he had an interesting point about fans going to the ballpark this year with all the rules changes. How do you think that'll affect the Brewers? Like, do you think that gives us an advantage, or do you think that gives us a disadvantage? Well, I think more in a larger sense, it's just great for the game. Baseball fans are going to love watching these games now with these rules, especially the pitch clock. As far as the Brewers, I think you're right, Jason. I think they're built pretty well to take advantage of these rules, especially with some of the young guys that they have on the team that are really fast. So you got to pay attention is basically what you're saying there. <laughs> if we're sitting down at the game, we can't be looking at our watch, looking at our phones. Otherwise, the game's going to go a lot quicker than we're used to. Exactly. That, these new rules will keep the game moving, keep the game pushing. Now, we were talking and we were saying it's going to take some adjustment from the players. Obviously, it's going to take some adjustment from fans watching who's been so accustomed to the older rules. But ultimately, he said like this, these new rules will be greater for the game. Also, if you, you know, like from a concession standpoint, don't wait till the seventh, eighth inning for your Cactus League nachos or whatever. Like, it's going to move on you. Or you're going to miss the action if you do that. You got to stay tuned in. Speaking of that, Jason, I hear there's food there. Have you uh, walked up close? Have you taken advantage? I've seen the food. I have not partaken into it yet, but I do do talk to the chef. And so I will talk to him a little later. I'm going to try some of the food because I'm going to need some of it. So I'm going to need some of that fuel. Checking back in with WTMJ's Jason Smith at 720 once again this morning, celebrating the Brewers' home opener all day on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Bullseye! News about your money this morning in the WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market Update. Dow Jones Industrial Average closed Friday at 33,274. It was up 415 points. The NASDAQ up more than 200 at 12,222, and the S&P 500 finished the week at 4,109. Get on track with investments and retirement planning. Visit AnnexWealth.com and click on the Get Started button today. No, 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 no. Not Red Hot Chili Peppers, Greg. Red Hot Chili Pipers in town this weekend. Well, we have been traveling the world for the last 21 years. Now, does anyone in the house tonight want to rock? Milwaukee, does anyone in the house want to bag rock? The answer to his question was, yes, we did. We did want to bag rock, Eric. Excellent. Glad to hear that. Milwaukee.
Red Hot Chili Pipers. If you've never seen them, just a great show. You sit there with a smile on your face for two hours. Yeah. Awesome. They just jam. Yeah. Or the, bag, if you will. They bag rock. And you got guitar in there. You got uh, drums. They had vocals this time. I mean, the coolest thing is when they play songs that you know. So these are bagpipers who play like contemporary music. Yeah. I've not seen them mix in vocals before, but check this out. You know the song, ready? <laughs> They're playing it. With, Shut up and dance. Yeah, with bagpipes. <laughs> it's just a riot. It's an absolute riot. So that was uh, Marcus Performing Arts Center, Red Hot Chili Pipers. They usually play every day of Irish Fest, which of course comes to Milwaukee in August. I have not seen the lineup for this year's festival, but we can they anticipate love, they'll be there. Probably, I would think. I mean, they always are. They're a fixture. They love coming to Milwaukee, particularly that event. They spoke about it a couple of times at the show nice. on Friday. So I would definitely expect them back. But if you have not seen them, absolutely worth it. Red Hot Chili Pipers in Milwaukee. One more you'll recognize here. Little journey. How about that? Excellent. This is one of their staples. They always do this one. The place goes nuts. <laughs> yeah! Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After a slow offensive start to the season, the Brewers woke their bats up in a big way, led by three RBIs from Jesse Winker, as the crew takes down the Cubs for a final score of 9-5 to to win the series two games to three. To open up their season, Eric Lauer did get the start and got the win going five and one-third inning and striking out six along the way. Next up for the Brewers is the home opener today against the Mets. First pitch is set for 110. Of course, you can always tune in right here to full coverage on WTMJ today, beginning at 1235. And over to the NBA, behind 33 points from Giannis and 21 from Brooke Lopez, the Bucks used a strong start to defeat the Philadelphia 76ers by a final score of 117-104. to With the win, the Bucks secured their 56th win of the season, and with only four games remaining, lowered their magic number to clinch the number one seed in the Eastern Conference 2-3. Milwaukee is back at it Tuesday as they get set to visit the Washington Wizards. Tip-off is set for 6 p.m. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. Arguably the best day in all of sports is here. Opening day in Milwaukee, and it's almost like it should be an unofficial holiday around here as We've been talking about this morning. Prior to the season beginning, though, my expectations for our Milwaukee Brewers were about as even as possible. I didn't expect them to compete with the likes of the St. Louis Cardinals for the NL Central Division. And after three games so far, I'm not moving off of that early season prediction. However, after only three games, the future in Milwaukee and maybe the present is pretty, pretty bright. The freshmen are here and they are here to stay. Of course, I am talking about Bryce Terrain, Joey Weimer, and Garrett Mitchell. Watching Terrain field second base and move the way he does on the base path is surreal. It is super quick. Seeing how powerful Joey Weimer is, watching him take his first ever pitch for a double 
keep in mind playing at Wrigley Field, a pretty big park there, and 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 lots of family and friends in attendance. Taking that first pitch for a double was incredible. And last but certainly not least is Garrett Mitchell, who we have seen a little bit more of as he spent some time up here last season. He's just as quick as Terrain and Weimer on the base path. He's able to put the ball in play all the time, and he can defend center field with absolute ease. And maybe, just maybe, it's a bit of an overreaction, but I can't help but be overly excited about where these freshmen can take this organization. It is only three games. I want to pump the brakes on that. But I'm excited. Maybe I'm excited just because it's baseball and the weather's turning. But nonetheless, I'm excited to watch these three play. You can't you you can just tell by watching them on the field. They can stress out other teams by their their speed on the bases, their how they put pressure on the pitching and the defense. And look, there's always a ton of questions about what the Brewers always do wrong in the nature of the game and the business, right? Corbin Burns is a, a prime example of that. But these three guys so far are three things they clearly did right. Speed, speed and more speed, something we really haven't always seen here in Milwaukee, as you heard Craig Council earlier this morning. As I sat back on my couch yesterday, I realized watching those three, this team is in pretty good hands, regardless of how this season plays out. It doesn't really necessarily matter in the win or loss column, for me at least. There was a moment in the game where Weimer was just steps behind Terrain scoring from second base, and it just dawned on me. I'm just sitting there. This group can be very special, right? You look back at the Ryan Braun Prince Fielder group with with Corey Hart in there. Now I'm not saying this is going to be an identical match as far as success on the field, but it could be and they could help mold a very successful future in Milwaukee, especially when you think their best prospect, Jackson Jorio, is still not up here yet. Grab your shades, Milwaukee. The future is most definitely bright. On this Monday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News, Eric Bilstead and Vince Vetrano here with you. Our man Mark Tauscher coined the term Circus City USA, and I will borrow it to describe what we may perhaps see in New York tomorrow, as you have for the first time in history, a former president of the United States about to surrender on criminal charges and be arraigned at the courthouse in Lower Manhattan. We are learning more this morning about how that's all going to go down for former President Donald Trump. ABC News correspondent Catherine Falders is with us live from New York this morning. Uh, Catherine, thanks so much. The the characterization from authorities in New York in terms of what we're going to see is carefully choreographed. That seems about right. Yeah, look, at least right now it's carefully choreographed. I think what you'll see today is Trump leaving from uh, West Palm Beach around noon Eastern Hill Bend, land in New York, and he'll go right to Trump Tower. Now, in terms of what happens on Tuesday, we're expecting him to leave, let's see, uh, Trump Tower. Early afternoon, he'll go directly to the court. He'll be arraigned. He'll probably be in there for about an hour. He'll leave and then get back on his plane, go back to Florida, and then we are expecting him to at least talk to uh, cameras, give a statement uh, tomorrow evening. So, look, they're billing this as a statement for now. Uh, whether this turns into a press conference, uh, we'll see. Talking with Catherine Falders, ABC News. She is in New York this morning. So I think what's interesting here, Catherine, are the different parties that are involved in the choreography here. You have a former president who has Secret Service protection, and that's played into how this is going to look as the president, uh, former president makes his way to the courthouse, right? Yeah, it has. I, I don't think that we've had a situation before where you have a Secret Service protectee um, 
under these types of circumstances, right? So there's been lots of law enforcement coordination between the Secret Service, between the New York PD, uh, between the court security. So uh, lots of uh, heightened security, security concerns surrounding this, lots of different law enforcement agencies uh, involved here. And that goes to your point that you made at the beginning about the careful choreography uh, involved in this, given um, the high-profile person who will be walking into that courthouse tomorrow. And Catherine, I know ABC News has some new polling data, too, on on what Americans see happening here, despite the fact that we still don't even know with what the president is specifically charged at this point, much less the evidence against him. But still, many people have made up their minds with nearly half suggesting that they believe the prosecution is politically motivated Many others suggesting or near that same number that, yes, he should be charged in this case. Well, give us a little bit more on what your polling is showing. Yeah, look, it says 45 percent of Americans say Trump should have been charged. We have 32 percent saying he should not have been charged, including the majority of Republicans. But uh, what's certain here is that Trump's team is, is using this to strategize. Uh, on how at least to capitalize on this indictment politically. We know he's already been making calls to uh, Republicans on Capitol Hill to defend him. To your point you just made, we haven't even seen the charges yet, but people have already uh, decided what they want to believe here, that uh, a lot of a lot of whether it's the American public or or members of Congress or Republicans, generally speaking, think this is uh, politically motivated. Um, does that change when we learn about the charges? Uh, tomorrow, when this indictment is unsealed, uh, it could, but it's unlikely to. And last thing for you, Catherine, what happens next then after this all plays out in New York City? The president is expected to be free to go, right? He's not like taken into custody. Right. He he is. He is free to go. He'll go back to Mar-a-Lago. He'll do a press event. And then uh, I think his lawyers will then prepare for what is likely to be a trial now how long that process takes. They'll file all sorts of pretrial motions, try and delay this a bit. Um, But in terms of exactly what we'll see next, uh, that is is what it's looking like. And look, Trump is probably still going to hit the road and and campaign. We're we're gearing up for the 2024 presidential campaign as well. Catherine Falders, ABC News correspondent, live with us from New York this morning. Thanks for the time, Catherine. Thank you.